Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, presented by ChangeUp. I'm Owen Shadrick, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Johnny Maffey. Johnny, we had a fantastic interview with someone who's got one of the most unique journeys in the Futures League, Brett Hansen from the Vermont Lake Monsters. Really excited for everyone to hear this interview. Yeah, thanks to everyone for tuning in, whether you're watching or listening. Hopefully we get a little Vandy crowd today and a little California, some California downloads for uh, for Brett Hansen on. Brett's off to a good start with Vermont, and he has a great story, and I'm not going to I'm not gonna give any of it away. Yeah, don't want to give any of that away before the listeners have a chance to hear it. They don't want to hear our voices. They want to hear Brett's voice. But, so Brett is actually pitching tonight for the Lake Monsters, so good luck to him on the mound. But in the meantime, we want to talk about some more baseball that happened this week. Johnny, what did you see? What, what I saw, what everyone's seeing is I was at opening night in Brockton where the Rocks lost to the Suns and they haven't lost since. And I have been back to Brockton since, so it wasn't me. But they're on an eight-game tear and Mike Galankowitz won Tuesday's player of the night. He was a double shy of the cycle. So we'll have to ask him why he didn't hit a double at some point. Uh, he had five RBIs and Brockton's hot. Brockton is red hot. So hot that they also had the pitcher of the week in Dylan Ryan, who had 14 strikeouts in seven innings pitched this past week. So congratulations to him. The Pittsfield Suns are also red hot on offense as Jackson Appel won player of the week. He hit 429 this week. Really excited for this interview. We're not going to have you wait any longer. So we present our interview with Brett Hansen. Let's roll. At this time, we are honored to be joined by our next guest, who is a starting pitcher for one of the two new teams in the Futures League. It's Brett Hansen of the Vermont Lake Monsters. Brett, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Thanks for having me, Owen. Excited to be here. Just, you know, getting ready for another game today. <laughs> doesn't end. No, nah, it doesn't end in the Futures League, and that's what we love about it. And we're going to get right into it here. How did the Lake Monsters contact you about playing for the team, and how does a California kid end up playing for Vermont? Actually, the Lake Monsters never contacted me. My uh, pitching coach at Vanderbilt was actually pretty close with, with Pete Wilk, the head coach here. Like they knew each other for years while recruiting, just out in the north, out in the east. Brownie, our, our pitching coach, said it'd be a great opportunity, and he tr I trusted him. Got on the phone with with Pete, and he was like, he you know extended me an opportunity to come play here, and I was like, hey, never been to the Northeast. Figured out, figured it'd be a, a great experience, and it has been so far. So, yeah, we're happy to have you in the Northeast. And before we talk more about the Futures League, we, we got to ask about probably one of the most unique baseball journeys in the Futures League being yours. You took two years off from baseball to serve on a Mormon mission in Houston, Texas. What was that mission like? What did you take away from it? And how important was it to serve on that mission? It was the most life changing experience I've ever had in my life, ever. I'll be honest, I, I wouldn't trade that thing for the world would never trade it for the world. So I serve, I help teach people about God. I try, my goal is just to bring people closer to Jesus Christ. And as I was doing that, I had the opportunity to learn for myself what it really means to be a disciple of Christ. And, you know, I, I've tried to live that. No one's perfect, but I've tried to live that to the best of my ability. And I, I've gained a deeper knowledge of how the workings of God actually work here on earth. I spent some time in some pretty, uh, <laughs> some not so nice areas to say the least. I feel like I, I learned a greater appreciation for what I had. I learned, you know, a lot of diligence and, and love and that this 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 time we have here isn't about you. It's about other people. It's about taking 
taking care of other people and supporting other people. And as, as other people, you serve them, you gradually, you grow yourself, you become a better person and, and a, um, a more godly man. And so that's one, that's one thing that I, I took away from the mission and ap- applying it to baseball specifically. It's, it's allowed me to stay even, you know, a lot, ba- baseball's a roller coaster. And I, I, I'd say before I went out, I wasn't very good at that. I, I rode the roller coaster. I was going up and down. But I, I'd say since then, I've been able to pretty much keep myself even throughout a baseball season or seasons. And in, in this case, which is, you know, you, you ride highs, you ride lows. But I, I feel like I've been able to stay right in the middle for the most part. That definitely sounds like a powerful experience. And your mission leader was none other than Jeremy Guthrie, who's a former major leaguer, of course. What did you learn from him and what can you tell us about him uh, for you know someone who doesn't know Jeremy Guthrie off the field? Jeremy's great. He's like a second father to me, to be honest. He's very kind and compassionate. He's very soft-spoken too, which is very, um, you know, you see big leaguers and they're pretty loud and boisterous. Uh, Jeremy's not like that. You know, he's a family man. He, he's got three, now four kids that just had their fourth kid. We didn't spend a whole ton of time talking like baseball and like pitch grips and things like that. We, we, it wasn't about that. It was a lot of just, we were trying to serve other people. So that was our primary focus. That, that's why I left, you know, I, over those two years, baseball was not my priority. If it was my priority, I wouldn't have gone, but it wasn't my priority. So we talked a lot about how to serve people and how, how to bless other people's lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, in doing that, the life lessons that I learned, and I'm sure he learned as well, because he served a mission in, in 99 in Spain. So he's he would, he'd already been through the process. He helped me learn how to apply these life lessons to my life and to my baseball career the next year and in the future. And as I grow in, into, you know, hopefully a, hopefully a long baseball career, he, he helped apply, he helped kind of bridge the gap and connect these things so that I can apply them in my life as I go forward. So he's an amazing guy. He, I, I can't say more, I can't say less than, you know, the best for him. Yeah. It sounds like he's a great guy. So you talked about the roller coaster and you talked about baseball, not being your priority these two years, other than, you know, you, you said it, yourself it would you wouldn't have done it if baseball was um how important is that at a young age to you know do that when you can and so how important was it for you to do this now obviously very important (laughs) i went so yeah yeah you know i I had opportunities to play pro ball out of high school i could have gone straight if you look at the timing of uh, my commitment to vanderbilt possibly could have been there in that world series team you know obviously that i told them that i wasn't going to be there so it was super important to me and that's why i went you don't you don't just go you don't go half-heartedly if you go half-heartedly you're not going to get anything out of it you're going to waste your own time i'm not about wasting my own time so i was all in and i was like we i just i just wanted to experience this you know it's it's a once in a lifetime experience that you can have the chance to bless other people's lives in a foreign place in serving my savior, Jesus Christ, you know, anything that we can just have here on earth, over a game. So, and that's why I just, that's why I wanted to do it. You know, I, I did it because I love, I loved God. That was really it. 
Yeah, that's an incredible experience and one that you'll never forget. And you've touched on it. You've, you're now committed to play baseball at Vanderbilt, one of the best baseball programs in the country. What is your relationship like with manager Tim Corbin and what led to you going to that school? Coach Corbin is the most quality person you will probably ever meet. He just gets it. I don't, I don't know if there's a better way to put it. He just, he just gets it. He knows when the players need to play. Because I was, I was there this last year. He knows when the players just need to play, and he takes a step back and lets the players play like it's their playground. He knows when to coach. He knows when to be firm, but he also knows when to take a step back. He, he runs a very tight ship, but the players actually run the tight ship out of love for, for him. And it, it's, a, it's a special place. It really is. He's like a, he's a father figure as well. He's just, he, he cares about you. He, he wants the very best for you. And it's not just on the baseball field. He wants the very best for you as an individual. He wants you to grow as a person as well, which I, th- which makes Vanderbilt such a special place because he's, I can't say, I can't speak for other programs because I haven't been in other programs, but I would assume that most of the other programs are focused on your development as a baseball player first. He's not like that. He's, he's, he's he is focused on their development as a person first and setting a, you know, a good foundation for your future and then he he believes that as you as you accomplish that then you know everything will come up with it so that's that's what i love about him so much he just gets it yeah that's great to hear and it's very important for a manager to think of you as a person as well as a baseball player so that's awesome to hear and it's also not the first time on this podcast we've heard good things about manager corbin as dominic keegan former futures leaguer was a former member of this podcast and now your future teammate so have you been in touch with him and other players from Vandy? And what have those conversations been like? Dom's great. Dom's a quality person. He's very even. Everything that you want out of a baseball player. And he's, he stays consistent day in, day out in, in his work ethic. He's going to have a good opportunity to continue his baseball career. Everyone at Vanderbilt's a very quality person. Whether the, it's learned or, or natural, it's, it's a brotherhood there. It really is. And so it's, it makes it a special place to play. That's for sure. What's your favorite uniform you guys have? <laughs> Shoot. That picture of Keegan after he hit one of those home runs in Nashville this weekend with the, the all greens, the, the, uh, the Army, Army greens. greens. The Army Greens are sweet. We don't have to focus on our gear a whole lot. I know we're, I know we're blessed to have like an amazing deal yeah. with Nike. Like Nike, Nike's great with that. But, um, you know, I'd say I love the creams. I think the creams are awesome. Black pins, okay, everyone says that. I, I personally, the Army Greens are just so unique. And, and we, have, we have some Army Green cleats this year as well, which kind of added to the, to the flair a little bit. I, I love that. I love those. And I love that we get to honor, you know, you know our military in, in wearing those colors. So I, I have some family that spent some time in the military, um, you know, grandparents and, and whatnot. So um, it kind of makes it a little bit more of a special connection. And so more on the technical side of baseball, Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter are two guys at Vandy that are projected to go in the top five, maybe even higher. Have you talked to them at all and learned anything from them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're awesome. Both of those guys are so quality. Kumar is, you know, the, Kumar and Jack are super, they're actually really different in how they go about their business. And so you can learn a lot from, from both of them. 
Kamara, he is, a, he is a dog. He's a horse. And when you watch him pitch and how he pitches and, like, his attitudes in the lab or we're, like, putting in work and he's, he, he looks like and is built like and acts like – he acts like a true ace. Jack's a little bit more quiet and he's a little more serious, but so, such, like, a quality person. You, you can just tell that he, he knows how to act with other people and he, he has this genuine care. They both have a genuine care for other people. But Jack's a little more quiet. He's a little more reserved, but he has a purpose with everything that he does. They're both, whoever gets either of them, they're getting like, you know, they, who knows? They might come back to Vanderbilt, would be nice. But whoever, whatever pro team gets either one of those guys, they're getting a future ace in two, three years. I mean, that's just the truth. Red Sox at four, Red Sox at four, Red Sox at four. I, re- I really, you know, Red Sox at four. I I uh I don't know if they're gonna last that long. I don't need I don't either. But the, the, <laughs> just gonna keep doing just this. Cross your fingers. Cross your fingers. They're, they're they're both. Whoever gets them, they're gonna be lucky to get them because they are they're quality not just quality players. They're quality people. It's, they're they're people that you can develop a an organization around. Before we get back to our interview with Brett Hansen, we want to share a message from our friends at Seventy Eight Sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in New England, not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up very quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and hitting net or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. The team at 78 Sports has designed and installed hundreds of home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you plan the perfect setup for your space. Visit 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. For a limited time, by mentioning Back to the Futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. Now, back to Brett Hansen. So before you, like you said, you were in the draft process too, but before... You went through that. Uh, you were committed to Stanford at one point. You committed to Vanderbilt. Um, what was your recruiting process like, and how did you end up in, in in Nashville? I actually ended up. Oh, this is kind of embarrassing. I didn't. I didn't get into Stanford. So I was. I was recruiting there. I was committed. You know, that was that was my dream place to play. Honestly, you know, being from the Bay Area. When I was fifteen, sophomore year, I committed. I think I was recruited younger, but. I committed sophomore year and coaching was great. They wanted me, they, they were okay with me serving a mission, which was awesome. So that wasn't really an issue. Then they changed coaches and shoot, I love those coaches too. They were the ex-coaches from Cal Berkeley. They were great with me serving a mission as well. So that was awesome. But when I put in my papers to, um, you know, submit my application to the school, they got denied. And so like it or not, I was, de- I was decommitted from the school. And so it was just kind of opened things up. I was a much different player my senior year of high school than I was my sophomore year of high school. More, much more developed and, and quite frankly, knew how to pitch. I was just a, a left-handed slinger when I was a sophomore. But basically, I mean, I can't really tell you how I ended up in Nashville. I still don't really know myself. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, my, my uh, travel coach gave me Coach Corbin's number. I, I I gave him a call. I, I had a bunch of other schools that were I was talking to and was generating interest from, but 
I'll be honest, the one school that I, I knew would be better than Stanford personally was Vanderbilt. That to me, that you enter into the upper echelon of, you know, schools where you'll get a high, high level education and an even higher level of baseball. So I ended up calling, you know, Coach Corbin's number. It's funny. It was the, I, I don't, I don't even think I was home. I think I was actually up here in the Northeast. I was in, I think I was like in near Niagara Falls or something. It's all Northeast for me. I just yeah, moved up that seriously. way. Seriously. Um, big area. Yeah, big area. And I, I called him and, and we had a few conversations, said, come out for a visit. And so we came out for a visit and talked and had, you know, it was fantastic. I loved Nashville, loved the coaches. Everything just seemed to be working great. He was very, you know, like, like I said about Coach Corbin, he, he wants you to see you develop as a person as well. He was all for me going and serving a mission. I'm, I'll be forever grateful to him for that. We, we talked a little while. I went home and I think a month later they offered me and, you know, the rest is history. Uh, I'm a, a Vandy boy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get into Stanford either, so that's all right. No, <laughs> you know, no embarrassment there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked about a bunch on this show. You were drafted by the San Francisco Giants. You're a California kid. What did it mean for you to get your name called and especially by a team from California? Yeah, I mean, it was great. It was the whole draft process is uh, it's a unique time in everyone's life when they're getting close to maybe turning to pro ball. It's a unique process that not a whole lot of people get to go through. And I was blessed to go through it for a while. Yeah, I mean, it, it was neat. I'll be honest, I wasn't even watching the draft at, at that point. You know, I watched through the first three rounds, four rounds, because there was a little more of a chance there. But but once it was after the fourth round, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to swim in the pool with my family. I'm out of here. And so I was out, you know, I think it was the third day, 38th round, and I was in the pool, and all of a sudden my phone just like exploded. It was beep, 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 getting a bunch of texts and a bunch of just like people said, hey, congrats, congrats. And I opened up my phone. I was like, well, congrats for what? <laughs> I don't even know what happened. And I, I checked the draft boards, and sure enough, it was, uh, yeah, I was picked in the 38th round by the Giants. It was just, it was really nice. Giants, the Giants are a fantastic organization. They, have quality people working for them. They know it. They just, they just seem like they treat people right in, in my connection to them. You know, they're very good to me. Their area scout, Keith, was awesome. And, you know, we got to know each other super well. It's a cool process to go through. It's a lot of emotion because <laughs> you, you got a lot of people going, coming from a bunch of different directions at you. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. It's I, nothing more I can say. It's cool. Yeah. So part of that process is your on-field performance, which your senior year, you had a one five nine ERA and fifty over fifty, just over fifty-seven innings pitch, and you struck out over seventy batters. According to Perfect Game, you're the best lefty in the state. What was it like going to um, Foothill High School and growing up in that area? Oh, we're going back to live in the past, huh? Yeah. It was. It. I mean. Can't ignore those numbers. I try to not, I try to not look at the rankings because to be honest, those don't mean anything at all. As far as like my stats and whatnot, it was better than that until my last outing. (laughs) I kind of got lit up my last outing. Um, But you know, Foothill's a great place. I was surrounded by great people. We had an amazing team that year. Uh, A lot of us going to play division one ball. Actually, if you go back and you, you look at uh, the people that we I played with at that school, that, that team, I want to say there was like eight or nine of us that have gone on to play division one ball, which is neat. I got to play with my little brother too. 
he will be attending Vanderbilt too in the next in the next coming years. So yeah, I mean it was a special time. I was you know those are my boys. So um, those those are the day one boys. We 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 grew up together. We we grew as baseball players together. So, and I still keep in contact with a lot of them, which is really nice. You know that one of them, I I was. <laughs> I'll be honest, the past couple of days, I've been watching him play on TV. He was in his uh, regional. They, they lost to uh, – it was Sam Nowitzki. He's from – he plays at University of Oregon. He's their third baseman. And they just lost to LSU, which kind of stunk. But, I mean, it's fun to watch, watch my, my guys from back in, you know, the high school days, you know, continue and have success at the next level. So that part's fun. Yeah, that's incredible. And, and seeing those guys on TV must be so cool. Before we get back to our interview with Brett Hansen, We want to share a message from our friends at on-demand storage. Are you tired of living in clutter? Do you need more space around your home or office? Are you sick of visiting your self-storage unit? Does your business need a way to securely and conveniently store excess materials? On-demand storage will pick up your items directly from your location and bring them in storage for you. When you want something back, give us a call and we can deliver it back right away. We bring convenience to the outdated self-storage process. Visit ondemandstorage.com and submit an inquiry. During sign-up, mention the Futures League and receive 50% off your storage pickup. Once again, that's ondemandstorage, all one word, dot com. We now return to our interview with Brett Hansen. And you said it, we dug into your past, but it's time to come back to the present and back to the Futures League. What has the first two weeks been like playing for the Lake Monsters? It's fun. Um, you know, we got a great new owner, great uh, general manager, Chris and CJ, they're both awesome. Uh, Morgan's awesome. He's kind of running the, the baseball ops show and, you know, coach Pete Wilk, he's, he's quality, you know, yeah. Having 20 years, 20, I think he's like 20 plus years at Georgetown. He, he's, he spent his time in, in you know, a very solid co- collegiate team, you know, Georgetown, they're an upper echelon team. It's not just, you know, Joe Schmo that, there's a name built for them. So he's been awesome. The players, you know, we're getting a nice cycle of players coming in right now as the regionals kind of finish up. So we've, we've had a kind of a turnover a little bit as far as players go. But, you know, the people that are around us here in Vermont are, are quality people. We have a lot of fun together. Uh, we, I, we just like being around each other. There's one thing that I, if there's one thing that I've learned in the past year or so, it's the people that you're surrounded by are the ones that make your environment good and special. And I feel surrounded by great people out here who have high energy and just, just like being, just like playing the game, which is sometimes missed at once you get into college ball, you know, you, you want to always have that love of the game that, you know, you had as a little league kid. And that's what I feel like we're having here. We enjoy being around each other. We enjoy playing the game and we enjoy <laughs> who doesn't like winning. So it's been good. I was kind of surprised how many people, I mean, I've never been to the Northeast. I've never been close to Vermont. (laughs) Shoot. I mean, I I have never even been to New York. I was, I didn't really know what to expect. It's a summer ball game. So I'm like, okay, it might be like a couple hundred people or something like that. Shoot. We drew like 2,300 people with COVID regulations. So that kind of fired me up. I was like, geez, all right. We we dropped pretty well here coming on the mound and just, you know, having people, 
having people there, it, it gets your adrenaline going. So I felt blessed to be able to get that start in that home opener and do my best to set a good pace for the team. <clears throat> I mean, we had Chris come in after me, shut the door as well, which was super nice. So it was fun atmosphere to be in and everyone, everyone wants to come to Centennial Field now. But I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're the wonder kids of the Futures League, right? Yeah, totally. So was that your first start in two years? Uh, yeah, I might want to extend that a bit. It was a little under three years. So three yeah. Years. Oh, okay. Wow. We're starting about three years. So not too shabby. No, it was a good welcome I, back. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I was very happy with how it, you know, I think it was like 90 to 91, popped a couple twos. Yeah, I was, it felt good to, it was a good first start. That's, I think, the best way to put it. So how's the arm feeling? How'd you build up to that? I mean, it's good. Uh, it's, it's, it's a process to get stronger. Back in, I think back in high school, I was up to, I popped like, like one or two fives and it was, I would be sitting around 90, 93. So all my arm strength's coming up. It's, I, I did a lot of work at Vanderbilt and they were great about like getting my arms strong. They're, they're, they're very cerebral about all these, you know, the biomechanics of the body and the arm and how they work in sync together. So I was blessed to be able to learn a lot from them. Being here, it's different when you get a start and you get to actually play in a, you know, in a game. There's different adrenaline. There's a different amount of torque you put on your arm. And so I think just as time goes, my arm's just going to get stronger and stronger, which is, which is great. It makes me happy. Dude, last game I was – Last game, I was I wasn't I didn't just pop two twos. I was like more sitting ninety to ninety two. Hit a lot more with ninety two. So hopefully the trend just keeps going and my stuff just keeps getting better. And uh, you know that's that's all you can ask is daily ask for is daily progress. Yeah, we're excited to see it. And you mentioned it before we started recording. You're starting tomorrow on release day. So open the little little podcast lock comes your way. Ah, uh, yeah, I would love, I, lo I would love some good luck, my man. Would love it. Heck yeah! And you mentioned the fans earlier, but how about a message to Lake Monster fans before we get to our final segment? Yeah, if if Monster fans want to come and see a fun environment and see high numbers, big, big, big knocks, big home runs, and big strikeouts, and enjoy watching the radar gun light up, then you need to come to Centennial Field because it's a special place. It's a, we're surrounded by special people. It's kind of an environment that you, you don't get anywhere else because it's, it's in between a, a minor league professional environment and a collegiate environment. You get the best of both worlds, which is super special. We're, we're the only, we're the only show in Vermont. So you got to come on out and support because we're, uh, we need you. We need, the, we need your noise and we need, um, you know, we need all the support that we can get. Yeah. Really excited. You got me excited and I've worked for the league, so I have to stay unbiased, but. I'm excited for our next trip to Vermont. But in the meantime, we move on to our final segment. It's called Quick Hits. It's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, high quality and innovative design since 1993. So, Brett, we wanted to ask a few more questions to get our audience to get to know you better. Is that cool? Go for it. All right, let's do it. Favorite baseball teammate, whether it was in high school, at Vanderbilt, or otherwise? I think that my most favorite baseball teammate to be around and to like learn from was Kamar Rocker. He's, he's, he's a fun guy to be around. And I learned a lot from how he, he just acted on and off the field, treating success and failure. Definitely my favorite teammate. Awesome. And then how about favorite ballpark you've played in and one you've attended as a fan? Favorite ballpark I played in? 
that had to be the Coliseum. Um, playing in the Oakland Coliseum was a blast. Uh, it was for a PDP event. Nice mound, very nice mound. Had fun chilling in the in the bullpen with my boys from Northern California that you know we're all over the place now, everywhere over all across the country. But just had fun with them there as a fan. I, it'd have to be a tie. I, I, I'm a Dodgers fan through and through. I, I bleed blue. I can't really say that once, uh, you know, pro ball starts calling. But, like, I'm a, I'm a Dodgers fan. So going to Dodger Stadium was, was like, stepping on holy ground. It was special. But I went to a Miami Marlins game down in South Beach. And, you know, that was just a unique stadium. So I, I, I as far as, like, a cool stadium to, like, kind of just watch a game in and just different, Miami, because it's got a huge Latin American influence. As far as like an emotional connection, man, Dodger stadiums. Yeah, those are two quality stadiums for sure. And then how about a sports stadium or sporting event that's on your bucket list? I've always wanted to go to a world, go to the world series. I'm a baseball junkie. So the world series, that's, that's like, that's the place. That's, that's where you want to be. That's electric. I'd much rather play in a world series though, if I got the chance to do that. But uh, as far as a place to, to play at or um, like just a, a stadium, I mean, Fenway Park is it's history. It's a lot of baseball history there. I would have said old Yankee Stadium. It kind of sucks that it got taken down. But right now it's got to be Fenway. That's awesome. And then I think obviously you mentioned it, but how about favorite big league team and big league player, whether it's current or historical? Yeah, Dodgers, not even a question. Like there's no, there's no comparison. Which is kind of ironic that I was drafted by the Giants. Honestly, it was super ironic. And my favorite baseball, my favorite player, is Clayton Kershaw. He's he's been my guy. Uh, I was you know I watched his his rookie debut. Um, I followed his career all the way through. I love what he stands for on and off the field. How he's a he's a family man, um, God fearing man, all around quality uh, from what I from what I can get. But yeah, Clayton Kershaw, he's he's my guy. And obviously this could go both ways as you are a pitcher, but whether it's Kershaw or somebody else, do you model your game after any pitcher or player in particular? I spend a lot of time watching video. So that that's when, when I'm trying to feel something through my motion, usually what I do is I'll go on Pitchers Nation, Pitching Ninja, go on YouTube and watch some of these guys, you know, watch their mechanics and see how they load and whatnot. So I kind of model my how I throw, you know, off of Cole Hamels. I've been said that I throw up kind of similarly to, to Cole Hamels. I watch a lot of Araldis Chapman. I love how he loads into his legs and how quick his arm is and how extended he gets. And then I watch a lot of how Garrett Cole, he moves from his leg lift to his uh, leg strike. And so usually I spend a lot of time watching those three guys and their movements. And I, I try to replicate a little bit maybe a little bit of walker bueller too just because he's a vandy boy but uh yeah usually it's 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 a mix of those guys yeah i like i like i'm a pitcher too i like watching a lot of garrett cole but how can you not you know look at those uh or all this chapman breakdowns yeah he's uh he's a freak of nature that's for sure definitely what about when you're walking out to the mound uh what song do you have centennial blaring originally I had California Love by Dr. Dre and uh, I think it's Tupac, right? Yeah. That was the original one. And then one of my buddies from USC came and he, he wrote that one down. I was like, all right, you can have it. So I, I, uh, I switched to my old original walk-up song that I had for years. 
uh, which is you can't touch this by MC Hammer. Trying to send a message, I guess. Love that. Are you uh, are you superstitious, whether it's on game day or watching a Dodger game or on the field or anything? You know, I, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious, but I'd say I'm I'm a little stitious. I got my spot on the if, if something good's happening, I'm not moving from my spot on the bench. I'm I'm watching the game from the same spot. If if something bad's like like a little circus of errors or whatever, I'm I'll move. That's for sure. I don't want to stick in the same spot. I'm usually a subway guy before I, my starts. So I think that's probably one of the things, maybe one of the only superstitious things I have is, oh, I'll go get a Subway sandwich before I start. So what's the, what you got to tell us the order? Spicy Italian, man. You get a spicy Italian with about every vegetable you can get minus no jalapenos and no spinach. Um, and then you put the Chipotle Southwest and the sweet onion on it. And it's got to be on Italian urban cheese. All right, so that's what you have when you start. But when you're attending a game as a fan at Dodger Stadium or, or wherever, what, what are you getting at the concession stand? It depends. A lot of it depends on the stadium. Uh, Giants, they have a great bratwurst. So Giants Stadium, I'll get, I'll get a good bratwurst. Coliseum in Oakland, you know, they, they're kind of famous for their huge corn dogs. So I'll get that. Dodger Stadium, you got to get a Dodger dog. That's just kind of what it is. Miami, it was, uh, you know, Miami's pretty sick because they got the Latin influence. And so I'd get some, I got a lot of just food from a bunch of different countries. Got empanadas from Colombia, tacos from Mexico, and a bunch of other, like, you know, just Latin food, which is kind of unique. Every ballpark's unique like that. They got their own thing, so. And are you more of a bubblegum guy or a sunflower seeds guy? Probably I'd have to go for the seeds. My dad's a dentist, and so I can't chew a whole lot of that, uh, sugary gum so i i'm if i can get the sweet and i think it's is it sweet and salty or sweet and sour sweet and sour whatever one of the two from david's that's good i'm a big cracked pepper guy from spitz too and last question of our quick hit segment what's an all-time favorite baseball memory i won the district all-star championship when i was 12 in my little league and we were a crappy little league i'll be honest we were not we weren't that good. We shouldn't have won it. So that was pretty cool. And my dad was the coach. So I was like, that was a special like family experience. As far as like witnessing history and being a part of Jack Snow hitter this year was pretty cool. Being able to watch, just watch it was like, you don't know how many no hitters you're going to see in your life. Hopefully you throw one yourself, but like it, watching that was, was pretty cool. I'll have to say that was, that was unique. Yeah, that was cool because I, I saw the no hit bid notification literally on my phone. I was like, I feel like everyone that got the notification was rooting for it to happen. Yeah, no, it was amazing. What was crazy was he, he Walker, he hit the first guy, literally the first batter in, of the game. I think he walked him and then he threw a perfect game after that. It was like he had, he had 27 straight outs. It was just the first batter. Like <laughs> he, he, he just, just had to hold it in. Oh, he was cruising. It was it was electric. I think he had like sixteen strikeouts or something like that. I don't know when your when your fastball is like 2,800 spin rate on it. It's like you're swinging at a rising bullet. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's nuts. And those are two fantastic memories. And the little league one that's that's even more special and one that your family your family remember for a long time. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a that's a special one just because you know. That was the last time my dad coached me growing up. He coached me all the way growing up until I was, until I was 12. We were in my league. I was never, I was good. I wasn't like 
I was a really skinny kid. I'll be honest. I was really skinny. I, I like, and I was like five, six at 12 years old. I was, I wasn't the hardest thrower on our team, but we had a bunch of, it was a bunch of misfit kids and we played other like teams from like, in my opinion, like better areas and with bigger guys. And it was a, it was, it was special because, you know, I got to share that experience with my dad. That was really the coolest part of it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Brett, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck with everything. And we can't wait to see you and the Lake monsters at Centennial field all season long. Thanks Owen. Thanks Johnny. Had fun. Yeah. Thanks Brett. Yeah. We appreciate it again. And this has been episode 10 of season three of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.